0: Hey everybody and welcome along to this week's edition of the Irish Golfer Podcast. Peter Finnan here and joined in studio by Rona McNamara. How are you getting on? And out in the west by Mark McGowan.
1: Yeah, these are these are headphones, not earmuffs somewhere in here. It is pretty cold though.
0: <laughs> it is nippy out, it's nippy out. Well yeah, on the cold it's good, like uh it's a time of year we still should be clipping balls. I better uh, get a plug in for the... The pod sponsor at the start. So, uh, the pod has brought to you in association with Concept Golf out in Blanchardstown, who, uh, they have been open for a number of years, uh, doing club fits and a really nice studio in there, but they've opened up a new indoor trackman studio with two world class bays down there that you can, uh, do everything in, in, in house. So I was down there during the week as well for, Sort of a a soft opening, looking at some stuff for next year as well, and what Marco O'Mahony has done down there is is really class. So they do have like membership options over the winter and different things like that. You can log on to ConceptGolf.ie and check out all that they have. So like they've like I've said, they've membership stuff, and you can just buy gift vouchers and you, uh, even there as well. And the vouchers will cover you for custom fits, for any equipment you're looking at doing, for using the sims, for rental, for all that sort of stuff. So pretty much covers everything, and lessons as well. So there's not much
2: they don't do. Wait, me or Mark?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jesus, lads, these are, these are slow off the, the mark first, today. This is the first time the remote pod has let us down. Tui is down. just sitting there staring blankly at me in the screen. Well, to be fair, I can't see Mark, so <laughs> I can't know Jim ahead of him. But uh, yeah. no, like it's the type of weather to get yourself stuck into a bit of track man let's be honest like when is this cold snap gonna go like golf course is closed for the last couple of weekends so you could do a lot worse than go down to Blanchett over Saturday morning
0: yeah exactly you no, something to do something to do but no plenty to plenty to discuss this week anyway it's meant to be a slow time of the year normally this is the time of the year that you're like looking for stuff to do but the last few weeks have just seemed absolutely relentless with stuff coming at us and we would more leaks during the week about other things that we'll get into on balls and rollbacks and governing bodies having their say and stuff. But this week, I suppose, predominantly in the good news stuff was all about Tiger and Hero World Challenge. And, uh, yeah, great to see him back. I don't know, did you, did you get to catch up and watch much golf? Did you watch much, Mark?
1: Yeah, I watched a good bit of the Hero. Um, yeah, I mean, Tiger looked pretty good. I mean, I mean, obviously his scores are... scores are pretty irrelevant really I mean look it is a 20 man silly season event Uh, so what exactly what scores he shot every day were never going to be the big sort of story it was going to be kind of like is he able to swing freely, is he able to walk freely Uh, you know We've seen we've seen him in the past come out and have decent enough rounds at the start of a tournament, and over the course of the weekend, the the wear and tear. He's kind of look, you know, he's gone from looking half decent on Thursday to looking like a, you know, a w- washed up fella who we're fearing the worst for on Sunday. But there was none of that this week, really. He, I mean, he he moved pretty much the whole way or the same way the whole way through throughout. Uh, but still, still hitting it, hitting it plenty far off the tee, uh, bombing it out there. Hitting, I think it's longest drive of the week was three hundred and seventy yards. Now you are talking pretty big fairways, and it's you know it's generous. It's a resort. It's a resort yeah. golf course driving you know, range um, golf. But at the same time, look, it's, it was it was all positive. I mean, where he where he struggled the most were, was kind of in, you know maybe on around the greens, and he had like a couple of you know a couple of bad sort of mistakes with wedges in his hand, you know that sort of thing, uh, which. I mean that's all stuff that he, that you know that you can tidy up that you can clean up and improve on and you know each each start and if he if he makes if he makes the starts that he was that he's been talking about next year um you know all that that rush should be mostly eroded like by the time say the masters comes around so uh, all in all, extremely positive week on on the tiger front.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Like it, the the only negative, like there's very there's not that it's a negative. Like he's rusty. It's just, like I couldn't believe it was his, his a tournament in three years. That's all. That we've seen of him when they were going through the stats, but like the only thing that he'll go away disappointed about, like I know you're playing against some of the best players in the world that are playing a lot of golf this year. He ranked last in strokes gained approach, which is probably the only negative he'll take away. His iron play wasn't as sharp as he would have liked it to be, and that's normally a huge strength of his finding greens. He he missed a lot of greens this week, um, and uh, yeah, when he did, but. He showed so much for a guy coming back off the injuries that he's had. Um, yeah, it, w- it was class to see him. Like, you know, he's only, he's only out the gate. That walk to the golf course yesterday morning that I stuck into our Slack channel on, like, guns out, he had the vest on, he carrying that red T-shirt and all. Like, he's it, like, just flexing of the highest order. And that pretty much sewn up Pip for 2024 already as well. So it's just, it's mm-hmm. funny to see.
1: The biggest shock of that was that the baseball cap he was wearing was actually forwards. He didn't have the, ba- the backwards cap on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Charlie beside him limping as well, limping in beside him <laughs> with <his> gas. <laughs> we'll have that in a few weeks' time now, Charlie walking like an 80-year-old trying to copy the dad. But
2: yeah, I, all, I,
1: the other, all the other mannerisms down, so.
2: Yeah, I agree with Mark uh, in general there of his assessment of Tiger. Like, there was plenty of flashes that it looked like he was you know still able to play golf which obviously he is but um Friday the second round was quite eye-catching like 400 through seven I think a lot of people would have been tuning in thinking oh Tiger's gonna roll back the years here and go on a serious charge up the leaderboard but obviously he kind of faded on the back nine uh, all four days really and like it's one of those like I think he was always gonna look pretty good this week it's a it's a Mickey Mouse golf course, like it's a flat terrain resort. You know the usual nonsense you get this time of year, and like he played the PNC as well. He looked great in that, obviously alongside Charlie. It's what he does, kind of start of the year in twenty twenty four. Like you're going to play different conditions, difficult conditions, different courses. You know, lots of ups and downs, undulations. That's when the real acid test is going to be. Obviously, going to Augusta as well. But like it was quite relatable if an amateur could ever relate to Tiger Woods it's probably this week you know you're coming back after winter break dusting off the rust as we all will be doing in a few months time and you're hitting these shots you're like oh yeah I can still play and then you're just doing mind-boggling stupid things that Are like costing your scores so it was good and the bad and the ugly from Tiger but like he did beat Will Zalatoris by 11 shots so there's always that as well
0: <laughs> another man coming back after injury he beat two lads this week that's the thing he beat Zalatoris and he beat what did you say the US Open champ Wyndham was behind him as well
1: yeah yeah oh, so yeah he yeah, beats 18 out of 20 it's, it's better than any of us would have done
0: yeah it's mad it's just it annoys me it's like the hypocritical side of it yeah uh, when when you bring it down to brass tacks, like he was like 1,300 in the world rankings or something like that as well, like, uh, you know, falling into
2: oblivion. In, inside the top 900 now. Yeah, well, that's it. He climbed, four, he climbed, just showing up.
0: climbed 430 <laughs> places on the world golf rankings uh, when it was updated today. And this is after finishing 18th out of 20 at an invitational that he hosts in a select field with no cut. And the only way you can get in is if he asks you. But there's still world ranking points. Like a little bit of a little bit of hypocrisy going on there with the boys. But we we won't. It's been it's been dragged out to death that one. Um, but yeah, no. in all it was, uh, yeah, it was like I wouldn't have watched this if Tiger wasn't playing. It's one of those events that you just you wouldn't give the light a day to if Tiger Woods isn't playing. It even if Rory was playing, you might struggle to watch it this time of the year because it's just meaningless stuff, you know. Um, but yeah. yeah.
1: Absolutely, and I mean, the, I, I don't know what the TV broadcasters are doing. I mean, the tiger Tiger's teeing off. It was I think it was like about ha- half past four on on Thursday. He's he's teeing off for the opening round, and and you know I'm all getting all set. So like sure, I mean, surely they're going to be covering this like from the start, and the coverage doesn't coverage doesn't kick in until an hour into his round. I'm like what are you like? What are you doing? Like if, like if you're gonna if you're gonna broadcast this tournament at all. Like broadcast all of tiger don't 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 bother like we don't nobody cared about anybody else this was if you were gonna get if you were gonna get eyeballs watching this golf tournament, that was when you were gonna get get them watching like
0: yeah, and it was always to that, it was you know, always gonna the be t-shirt. the at the start you know it was always gonna be that like a two tournament sort of view like tiger was. He was never going to feature in this, you know, given the level of reps the other guys have and where they're at uh, with their games and stuff. So you're always going to get a, I suppose, a Scotty Scheffler. It turned out Sepp Strachan put on a bit of a charge as well yesterday. But, like, you had the Tiger show quite early, and then you had the actual tournament kicking in um, afterwards. It was one thing that was good. It was good earlier in the week. Pace of play was actually good earlier in the week, but then it went brutal at the weekend. Like it's just, yeah, it's another thing. But I like the, the. I was wouldn't have any complaints about the, um, the actual broadcast itself, how it was done. I thought McGinley done very well actually for his first week over stateside. He fit in well. He does well. He's letting the natural grey come out now as well. I see, <laughs> 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 with some interesting messages in our WhatsApp
2: groups. All the, all all the all the weeks he's beside uh brandle chamble are catching up on him now. Exactly, gone white yeah, as it goes
1: they must have confiscated his uh, just for men going through the airport security.
0: <laughs> no, but he done well. I thought he done well and he, he'll be a huge asset to that if he does because he's so relatable this side of the water. It'll enable Sky to do more sort of, um, not outside broadcast but use that feed a lot more than they do and it's much better than going back to some of the stuff they serve up in the studio there. Oh,
1: for for sure, for sure. I mean, yeah, McGinley, look, he, McGinley's a natural in that in that arena. Like he's, I mean, he's such an accomplished talker. Um, I look—I was, I was actually quite critical of him sort of a few years ago when he'd, he was probably only cutting his sort of teeth in the commentary, commentary game at the time. Um, but I mean, any of those criticisms, like he's, you know, are long, are long gone. He's, you know, he's improved drastically. He's hes one of the most, he's, I think he, like he's one of the most well-read studied of the guys, that are that are doing broadcasting. I mean, like he knows exactly what he's talking about when it comes to players. He's not just playing lip service to somebody's. Oh, this guy's a great putter or something like that. And, you know, and then yeah, he the, backs the it up. tell you different. He knows. He knows exactly what he's talking about now. He's become. He's probably the best in the business at the moment. So, uh, I I would be surprised if he doesn't end up taking that chair full time and. Uh,
0: yeah. No, so would I. So would I. It's uh, but yeah, looking it up at the top of the schedule leaderboard, schedule. like away from Tiger as well. It's just Scotty Scheffler at it again. You know so the way he kind of had this tournament in his control the whole weekend. It was it was it. It's it's a real Scotty Scheffler. Like it's pretty boring watching him play. There's not. I hate saying this because it's just we've done it over and over. It's like the live chats from last year. It's just over and over same thing again. But like he did the same again. Just you know like. Looking at his stats from last year again, and it was highlighted so many times on the, um, it was highlighted so many times on the broadcast as well. Like finished first in all of the categories a bar putting, and he's one hundred and sixty first on putting. And they made the valid point: like if he can get himself to the 70th best player on tour, he is going to dominate the season coming up if he keeps the rest of his stats the same. It's just can he keep? Everything the way it was, stats wise, in his strokes gained off the tee, approach around the green. Can he keep all that uh, going in the same way? And, like, on this week's performance, it says absolutely, yeah, he can. And he did it at ease.
1: I mean, his his temperament is so good as well. That's, I mean, that's, there is no, there are no metrics to, you know, to judge that. There's no strokes gained, strokes gained mentality. But, I mean, he's so, he's just, so good in that in that department he you know any any mistakes he just kind of brushes them off never follows a bad shot with, a, with another bad shot uh he's he's the closest thing to a machine we've seen since tiger himself really and it's it's pretty worrying for the rest of the for the rest of the field if he does if he if he finds He's got a new putter in the bag this week. He's been working with Phil Kenyon for the last couple of months now as well, so on his slight change in technique and stuff. If he starts putting the ball in the hole with more regularity, the rest of the guys are in big trouble. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's a good night situation. But
0: I know. what do you think of Scotty, Ron?
2: Yeah, we're looking at it on the TV just watching the highlights. Looks like he has the Japanese putting grip that everyone's talking about it looks like he's a bit of that going on but um, yeah I I agree with Mark like if he can improve his putting even just marginally um and if he even like maintain the level with his uh, approach play like Tita Green he will be a pretty formidable figure again like it's it's mad to think we've talked about him sort of underachieving this year. that was the third win of the of the year like obviously his first win since the player so I suppose in relative terms, that is a bit of a drought, but um, I suppose he was kind of due one in this event as well. He'd been runner-up to Victor Hovland in the last two years at the at the Hero World. Um, yeah, like he's the second player to win or finish runner-up in three consecutive years. Uh, first man since Tiger Woods actually. So there's a nice link there. Um, yeah, like it was, it was the first time he played since the Tour Championship as well, like on tour outside of the Ryder Cup. So he hadn't played for a long, long time either. And you, I suppose, you wouldn't really have. Of guest, but like he finishes the year with just ridiculous consistency, like thirteen top fives, uh, seventeen top tens. I know you're you're all but guaranteed a top ten this week, but still, like it's phenomenal stats for a man who will probably look back on his year as f- underwhelming, yeah, in a way. Even though he did win the Players Championship,
0: yeah, no, definitely. Like suppose wrapping it up on the um, on the hero, there was some some interesting stuff happening. I don't know, did you both come across the Morikawa thing with. Sneaking the old green reading book in and getting a two-stroke penalty there. Go on, Matty uh, Fitz. During round three. Yeah, Matty Fitz ratted him out. That, I thought that was brilliant. When I when I heard that yesterday, that Matty Fitz actually ratted him out to the ref uh, after the third round, sort of asking a few pointed questions about, well, what's allowed, what's not allowed? Because it's ironic coming from Matty Fitz that writes everything down, but like it doesn't come from a computer. It comes from what he sees and does. But yeah, a very strange ruling, and... and I found it even more strange that um, they kind of took the coward's way out uh, the ruling and said, oh yeah, it's just a violation on this hole only. Like Not that they could prove that he was doing it, but like if they actually got the yardage book, I'm sure he's had stuff written down for Every hole on the course And he's You know If you're going to measure out slopes You're not just going to measure it out For the fourth hole And that's the one you get caught for And they said Oh yeah One hole infringement And I'm sure he was at it the day before They just kind of said Right uh, Let's just Draw a line under this You know Take the coward's way out
1: They could have they they penalised him Two shots in every hole And he's still beating up Zalatoris. Exactly <laughs> Exactly That would have been hilarious <laughs> But, um,
0: yeah, I thought that was funny, though. But, yeah, it's another one of these quirky, strange rules that, like, yeah, it's not illegal to actually use one of these uh, measuring devices on the pudding green. It's not illegal to write stuff down uh, that you're recording. It's illegal to transfer it onto your um, actual stroke saver that you're taking out on the golf course. So anything that's written down there has to be from personal experience, from your eye, from your feels, notes and stuff like that. It can't be from... Third party source, like of any sort of machine or uh, measuring device or anything like that. So, interesting, yeah. That's it's one of those
2: golf things that's just like another stupid rule because, like, surely to get the information from the uh, viewing device, whatever he was using, surely that would speed up play rather than the caddy, you know, stepping it all out and doing all sorts of aiming techniques and what have you. Like, surely. Like it's it's just a weird one. It's just it's a nonsense rule again. Like we we'll come into potential rules in a, in a moment, but it's just another one. You're like, what's the point? And the one whole penalty as well on Sunday. He was clearly been doing that for the three days beforehand. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's a bit it's a bit crazy, but like, yeah. I think that's it from the hero. Any other takes from the hero, Mark?
1: Well, on on still on that on that one. It, at least it was good to see a player actually getting penalized for something rather than them taking. Rather than taking the complete cards way out, uh, I mean, we saw it at, at the Masters earlier on this year with with Brooks and Brooks Koepka when he was quite clearly signalling what club he'd use to to Gary Woodland, and you know, I mean, okay, you needed you needed Koepke to admit to doing wrong and everything, but I mean, he just he just denied it and things moved on. I mean, the, the professional golfers skirt the rules on a lot of on a lot of things. Um we see we see it with backstop and we see with a, there's a ton of ton of different things like that where they sort of go to the edge and maybe a little bit beyond and they're not they're not punished for it i mean so fair fair play to them for the, for actually enforcing the penalty this time now all we need them to do is start doing it for slow play, and you never know the yeah. game might get a hell of a lot more watchable
0: yeah exactly exactly no but um Moving on from that, like, it's, it's disheartening. I, I, like, I had this conversation with with someone over the weekend as well. I find it very disheartening looking into uh, what we've just had this weekend. So, like, elite golf, professional golf, it, it's, it's becoming harder and harder to work it out, to plan it, to see what way the game is going. But, like, this week, for instance, we had two of the game's most historic championships were played this weekend with the Australian Open and the South African Open and... Most of the best players in the world are all off playing an exhibition match in the Bahamas. Like it's, it's a sad indictment as to where we're going. It's kind of linking us into the Aussie Open and the um, South African Open. But we'll we'll start off with the Aussie Open, I suppose. We'd we'd uh, a fair few runners and riders in this ourselves. But uh, yeah, Joaquin Neiman anyway came out like late charge got a nice late eagle i don't know if you watched any of this i watched actually a bit more of this than than other golf over the weekend it was a really really good tournament um but yeah it, it's it's nice to see the rna recognizing tournaments like this legacy tournaments and giving away spots into the open through the open qualifying series down here at the uh the australian open but the Masters have to take a look at themselves as well and if they want to be supporting global golf in the way they say they should, take some of the spots from the PGA Tour that like every week on the PGA Tour pretty much gets you into the Masters and look at, I know Harrington highlighted this issue about two or three months ago, said that like these legacy tournaments need more support from the governing bodies and the majors are the only way that you can do that is access to the majors. So the r did it at the Australian Open it, the Masters committee really need to step up, I think, on this and start adding uh, players in and uh, just giving more recognition to these type of events because they're struggling for fields uh, without getting the live players back. Like they're struggling for fields.
1: I mean, even the fact that you had the South African Open and the Australian Open both uh, running simultaneously, um, you know, they're obviously taken. If you if you took the combined fields. From the two of those and put them into one, you know you're talking about it. You're talking about an extremely good tournament. Then, yeah. you know, okay, you're not you you're not you're still not going to have many of the top twenty players in the world, or probably none of the top twenty players in the world there. But they're the the two of them would be really, really good, really competitive tournaments, and like some of the higher standard events on the on the DP World Tour. But the fact that the two of them are on at the same time in absolutely. Miles apart from each other uh it's it really took away from the two of them, um but that said, it was a great week for live golfers,
0: yeah, well that 's it, yeah. like walking Neiman again, like you have Dean Burmester doing the double in South Africa, then Neiman goes and does what he does, not quite enough, looking at the stats of it, like he came out and he got a top ten last week he 's won uh this week then at the Australian Open and it's still not enough to get him inside like his goal was to get inside the top fifty at the end of the year. He's up now to fifty ninth on that. But like I haven't heard I haven't seen him hit a shot probably this year. Uh, he's, he is one of the biggest losses to live golf uh that was like right like I know we complain week in, week out about oh yes, yeah, some of them were past or sell by date, some of them are this is a guy that was right in the peak, like the stuff that he'd done in Riviera the season before and really burst onto the scene and, and how, how good of a player he is. I've kind of missed I've missed a year of his career now and it's only when I seen him you know g- going about his business around uh the Australian Open and winning when he needed to win, when he knew he had to win to give him a chance to get that top fifty it's uh yeah it's it's sad to see and but hopefully all this john Ram crap will will sort it all out you know and and uh these boy- boys will get in a room and and iron something out that works for professional golf the whole way across the top, and not just the money men,
1: yeah, he was a little bit under underwhelming on live this season, I was just looking at his at his uh, results there this morning, so I think Neiman had i think he had won uh seventh place finish was his best result, maybe had like two or maybe two other top tens and then. You know, the rest of it was. I think he finished twenty fourth or twenty third on the money list or something like. So he was well, or in the rankings. So he's well down the list. He just didn't have a, didn't have a great year. But now that happens to that happens to players anyway. You know, it happens to players no matter where they're playing. They have dips in their dips in their career. But, I mean, he's an enormous talent, and it's only a matter of time before a player like that, generally or will gener sorry generally, you know, start to start to show it again. Start to you know, to rediscover the form we all know they're capable of.
0: Cam was on home home turf as well this week. Uh, didn't have the tournament he wanted, but he's still there, thereabouts. You know, up there had uh, four good days, and he spent a couple of them with Irishmen. I know you were covering that running over the weekend, so
2: yeah, it was pretty cool. Like uh, he played with Connor Purcell and Mark Power in the final round, but he ended up playing thirty six with, with Connor. They played on Saturday as well, and Connor matched him on the Saturday with a sixty nine. But um, I just saw a couple of clips on social media from the two lads, Mark and Connor, and they're obviously with Cam, and the crowds were massive. Like so, that can, I said that was just a really, really good experience. Like you're, you know, yourself, you're middle of the pack in a tournament. You're at nothing really in the grand scheme of things. You're not going to threaten the lead or the top ten. You can kind of go through the motions without, you know, really entertaining anybody. But like the galleries were three and four deep, watching them like because obviously Cam, I'd say, is still just a massive draw out there even I know they've Minru Lee uh, won last week and he was flying and Adam Scott was in contention as well this week but I'd say Cam just trumps the two of those lads put together really at the moment Um he obviously won the Live Adelaide thing I think as well so I'm sure there's a lot of love for him still from that but like I'd say the experience for the two boys the two Irish lads was really really good and Look was it suppose, a nice little thing for them to end the year on as well to play an open champion. It's not every day that happens. Yeah, it's pretty class. It is class. I don't, did you watch any of that, Mark?
1: Very little. I watched the, I watched the last, the last couple of holes. So I watched Neiman having it, what's sticking one in close for eagle on eighteen, and then missing it to win the tournament, and then giving himself exactly the same putt in the playoff. And I thought, well, it was a, nearly a carbon copy because. Um, What's the sorry the Japanese guy that's uh, Hashino? He beating the playoff. Hashino, no Hashino, yeah. I mean he he nearly he did a carbon copy hitting into the bunker and got up and down for birdie. Thought thought on oh, Neiman's gonna Neiman's gonna miss this one again. We're gonna go back, but in fair fair in fairness to him, he definitely learned from the first one and stuck it away. Uh, that's pretty much all I saw of it. Shame
0: yeah. to admit. No, it'll be good to see, it'll be good to chat to I know that's Connor Purcell's last tournament of the year now, isn't he? He was chatting to you, so um yeah, it'll be good to chat to the boys about that experience and it'll put them in uh you know, it's a good good learning experience to play in front of those crowds and, and, and feed off that and just see where you stand. And Mark Power's got some great experience over the last couple of months again, like and he is one that you would like to see feature in a tournament very soon and I think he actually will you know so uh, yeah no, it's, it's really good to see Brandon Lawler finished second as well in the uh, ISPS all abilities uh, sort of G4D equivalent over there as well um, yeah a good week for him he's off to the States now i seen but he finished a uh, couple of shots off uh, the lead uh, the winner was home player Lachlan Wood who's kind of Dominated the all abilities uh, game in Australia over the last year, so um, it was his first big win, really, sort of an international field in that way. And yeah, he seemed he seemed pretty happy with that. But Brennan seemed pretty happy by the last round. They were played paired together in the last round as well, and um, Lachlan just went under par, which is. Serious, considering the crowds, they as well. Like I know we've we've remarked on it a few times over the season that this is the one event that Brandon earmarks that he said we're playing as part of the tournament. It's not a sideline act, and yeah, it's 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 good to see he performed. He stood up to the plate, and he's going to end the year and uh, with a decent bit of form. I'm sure he's targeting some big events for next year to try
2: and uh, move on again and reclaim that world number one spot. We really need a Irish G4D event, I think. With the deal that Golf Ireland have signed with ISPS, and look, Brennan's obviously one of the poster boys for the G4D Tour and for Disability Golf overall. The G4D event they had up in Galgorm obviously will be gone now because that's moving on. So there definitely is a spot to be filled for for next year. And just looking at the schedule uh, for, for 2024, this was obviously part of the 2024 schedule. There isn't one for Ireland Next year But like surely Something needs to be done To get one on the On the calendar
0: Yeah I'm sure they'll be Looking at the The Irish Open and Royal County Down And trying to squeeze Something in there Or doing something Like they don't really Have many opportunities That's the thing um, That event would be one uh, That they could target But yeah No definitely They do But no it's good Good to see Brandon Finishing the year off Strong anyway um, The South African Open then <laughs> Who cares <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's right. Like, uh, Dean Bur- Burmester in fairness here, like, back to I back.
2: Would, I always like to see a home winner, a couple of a couple of home wins in a row. In fairness, but uh, now he's another player. When he went to live, he was on the cusp of that top fifty. He was kind of breaking his back to get into the Masters this year. Just gone, didn't get in. He's like right, it him off the level. See his <laughs> he after. Uh, he's still seventy seventh in the world. In fairness, like he's still one of the probably one of the best South African players at the moment out there. Uh, it's always weird when you see them with their blazer on lifting the trophy and they still have the who does he play for the Stingers or yeah, yeah. this African crowd like he still has the cap on as as they always seem to do but uh, no look a good win a pretty shocking fields though In it's fairness. just a like,
0: home field it's just set after yeah, the players it's all
2: the sunshine to our lads yeah. And I was interested to see how Matteo Manacero got on actually and um, he was actually going quite well But a 73 72 over the weekend done him out but he still got a share of Fifth place, but um, that young guy Schaefer as well. He's, he's one to watch for next year, Matteo Marco Penge as well. Twelfth place, like he, I think he'll go well next year. Yeah, but like, yeah, just I, like what Mark was saying there about two historic tournaments having pretty poor fields, um, like we can give out about the Australian one, but the Australian one kicks this one out of the park. Like this field is terrible.
0: Yeah, no, it is. No, enough said. Enough said. We won't, <laughs> we won't dance on the spring box anymore. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like the biggest thing that's happened away from off the golf course, then like getting into stuff now, like it's all speculation, but it's been leaked from proper sources and you have players kicking the shit out of each other on Twitter all week. It's all, it's well. all
2: cause Erica gave Rory back his Twitter login. Yeah. That's exactly, where it's all gone. Yeah.
0: Now. He's allowed Sean O'Flaherty needs to step up to the plate <laughs> now and take that phone back off Rory. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a bit mad. Like, um, Obviously a lot of people in the world of professional golf are very unhappy about uh, and taken to social media in the last and players quiz down the Bahamas about the golf proposed golf ball rollback uh, that the R&A and USGA are going to bring out. I think there's a press conference scheduled for Wednesday so um, yeah I don't know it could drop. It'd be funny if it dropped the same time as John Ram signs for Live. Of one overshadowing the other. But I don't know. What are your feelings on this? Like, uh, the, the the crux of it is they came out after, like, a three- or four-year consultation process. Um, they have come out earlier on this year. They come out with uh, bifurcation. Uh, they were looking at this, having separate balls. People lost their shit over that. Um, rightfully so. They've went back, in my opinion, and they've come back with something that's a little bit better. And they say, right, if we're not going to have different balls for this and different balls for that then let's all let's roll it back for everybody now I think this is the right thing to do and I know I'm kind of I don't know am I on the right or the wrong side of this argument but um, yeah basically what they've come back with now so 317 yards is the most that the ball should be able to fly um around their testing and when they released these things at the start of the year it was done from a swing speed of 120 mile an hour they've actually upped that now to 125 mile an hour but left the 317 the same so um you know it's going to be a long drawn out process of bringing this in Uh, reports leaked reports are saying 2028 for the program and we'll have an extra two years after that for the amateur game so this is a long way away and it's it's a long way away but even now releasing it it's it's probably too little too late you know the horse is bolted but i don't know what did you make of all of the uh, stuff that came out over the weekend uh, mark what did you think of that
1: well i was when they when they did um make the announcement earlier on in the year that they were planning the, the bifurcation as you said uh i was you know i was for that i thought that was a good i thought that was a good idea a good a good compromise um but look if if that wasn't going to if that wasn't gonna work then then yeah i'm all I'm all for this I mean look, I'm hundred percent behind the idea that the ball the ball does go too far it's it's plain to see it's black and white there's um all like there's so many of the skills have been taken out of the taken out of the pro game now as opposed and they're just just mashing the ball as far as they can and then hitting it from there. Uh, we've, we see very very few long irons getting hit in professional golf now, and the only sort of time we see them the odd time on a par on a par five. We see them an odd time on really long par threes, but like to me, when I go and watch professional golf or watch elite players playing golf, watching them hit a long iron is one of the most impressive things in the game i'm sure they all like the sure the the distance they hit their drivers and everything is is incredibly impressive but to watch them watching them strike a long iron is second to none to me just the the control the flight the it's it's incredible to watch and anything that brings that brings more of that into the professional game is can only be a positive but i think i do think that this is the best the best, uh, a better one than the bifurcated model, because there are some there's so many amateurs that are hitting the ball every bit as long as oh, ridiculous as long as the pros. And I was like the other day. I
0: was up at Concept Golf not to get the plug in again, but I was I was up there the other day, and in the bay next door to me, there was a guy hitting the ball. Now this guy was six foot one, six foot two, well built guy, guns out on show, and he's hitting his driver. And I'm looking at like you could hear the crunch of it. Got talking to him, watching him hitting balls, and he was getting a ball speed of 189 mile an hour. And a club, like, it, it was just frightening uh, listening to it, seeing it happen. Like, that's, he was getting more, more carry distance, more speed than Rory McElroy would uh, on his, on average as well. Like, he was constantly hitting these numbers at, like, hitting these balls at 2 2 spin, 189 mile an hour. Uh, ball speed, and God only knows what, club head speed, and uh, I asked him, what does he play off? 12. Uh, like, it's too easy for a guy like him to rein it back slightly and still be so far ahead. And, get, and this is where, uh, like, the, there's such a responsibility now. Like, we talk a lot about the pro game, and we have pros losing their shit over the weekend, about stuff that, like, really they should not, like, they should just accept and... Um, yeah, it's affecting their livelihoods, but it's it's the future of the game, and it's for everyone. It's the same sort of rules coming down. But what the R&A and the USGA are having to decide on now is what do we want the future of golf to be? What do we want golfers? What le What like what skill sets in the game do we want to reward? And it's becoming quite clear the last decade, especially, but the last twenty years since you know really since the launch of Pro V and stuff like that, that the golf ball. Is low hanging fruit to try and limit that, and I'm hoping it's the first in a number of different things that they look at. So, the golf ball is rolled back. Driver, like driver heads, need to be curtailed on certain tours. Yeah, it's fine for weekend hackers like us to be out um, using four sixty cc heads, but like it should be nowhere near that for pros on tour and stuff like that. And they're easy things that they can do, but like. Yeah, the days of, like, when I see guys like Keegan Bradley come out having a meltdown over the weekend over this and saying it's affecting his career and this is the second time because he was really affected swing-wise by um, the long putter when they brought the broom handle stuff in. But And then you have Ricky Fowler coming out saying, oh, like, this was a problem 20 years ago and giving out about it now. But, like, he's kind of... He's kind of winnedly like he he's talking himself out of his own argument if it was a problem 20 years ago it's a bigger problem now and it's only going one way it's only getting worse like I've I've hit the golf balls that some of the manufacturers your Callaways and your Taylormades and all that are bringing out for next year and already they're faster like without going into any detail of what they are we're under embargo and this that and the other they're longer they're faster they stay in the air longer they stay in the and it's just it's it's distance and it's controlled distance it's controlling spin and it it's gone too far and that's a rant of mine now <laughs> but it is i just think it's gone too far and uh, yeah putting the handcuffs on this it should have been done 20 years ago and it's a pity more focus was not on this sooner and it's a pity now timing wise with everything else that's going on in professional golf um, like professional golfers just seem to be really really unhappy across the board um, at the top of the game and having a problem with everything and oh, the world's against me but they're still going away with tens of millions a year most of them you know wait so the end of the year but uh, yeah it's, it's, it's a responsibility of the game that the governing bodies need to implement and it's just a start and if anybody wants to see a common-sense approach, yeah, you can go for the, you know, Rory went a bit too heavy into it, I would say. Uh, some of the other guys have gone really heavy into it. Porter Carrington, look at the tweet that he stuck out yesterday, that thread. Very, he's a, he's kind of against it, you know, by him, but he said it's easy to roll back on the rollback and try something else. Something needs to be done. He was all against the grooves when they changed, U-grooves, V-grooves back in the day, and he was outnumbered on that, and that was a massive part of his game. He had to adapt, and um, yeah, he, he'll admit that that was for the better of the game uh, from that move to here now, and like, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see. But definitely, if you, if you don't understand what's happening here, or don't understand what's going on, or why Porrick Harrington's a good sounding board, have a look at the thread that he sent out, and that'll teach you everything you need to know about this.
1: Yeah, and what Harrington said on that as well is Harrington like, acknowledged his own bias in it. Mm. You know, like he said, yeah, the the changing changing the grooves negatively impacted him, so he was against it. Um, but I mean, so like, all the, all these the, all the pros that are coming out and talking so uh, so vocally against against any ball rollback, like of course every single one of them is biased. Yeah. You know every single one of them. They've got. They've all got like contracts to use specific kind of balls. They're like their objectivity is completely taken away by any of their contracts, and also by the fact that they're performing at the elite level with this with this specific piece of equipment. Sure, a, a rollback ball. There's like some some players. It's gonna it's gonna uh, favor some players. It's gonna is going to be detrimental to and they have no they have no way of knowing for sure what what impact it's going to have on them so they're like no things are good for me now i don't want anything to change that's i mean but that's only like that's only common sense yeah i mean we we would all we would all react the same way if if there were things that were going to possibly be negative towards us that's why the players are the least credible source on this you can't, you can't, you can't take. Oh well, no, because it's, it's, yeah, it's self, it's self-interest.
0: Yeah, it's self-interest. And it was interesting for me with um, Keegan though that when he came out and said, Schrixen made him up some golf balls based on that, and he was hitting it like 30, 40 yards shorter. And this is not fair, but it's got to be across the board. You know, so the way you're still percentage distant, the percentage difference between you and the longest player on tour is still the exact same. You know, you can work out yeah. other areas that will get that, you can do it. It's, it's really the amateur game. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really, I don't really care about pros hitting it as far, like, and doing what they're doing because it's a circus. The pro well, game guy, is a circus.
1: That- well that twelve handicapper you were talking about up in uh, concept golf with his 189 yeah. ball speed. I mean let's the fact that he's playing off twelve means that he's not he's not hitting that dead straight down the middle every no. single time. He's caved four, four like driver miss-
0: faces this year, he said. He like caved like four
1: his driver mis- faces. His, his misses are gonna be like a health hazard to Neighbouring houses, the people three fairways over. Like, ah,
0: <laughs> Jesus, Mark! You can't be calling his missus as a health hazard. <laughs> no, but no, I agree with you. No, he said he said he'd often drive par par fours and three jack, walk off with par. <laughs> like soul destroying stuff. But yeah, it's it's creeping more. But that's all. Like that's what I was hitting at earlier on about the, um, you know, and, and like people saying that it's going to have such an effect on the amateur game and. Uh, you know, it's it's just when golf is growing and when golf is uh, booming and you're putting handcuffs onto it and stopping people doing this. But, like, there's too much emphasis on driving the ball in the amateur game anyway. And, like, you look at Arcos or look at any of those tracking systems and you go and you delve into their data, they will say that the number one area to improve your game is just hit the ball further. It's common sense. And, uh, like, so, like... It's the easiest way to go about. What what would
2: you rather be hitting as an amateur? Would you rather be, say, out of the rough, hitting a five iron or hitting an eight iron?
0: Oh yeah, naturally you want to hit an eight iron. Yeah, naturally. But if the if if you know that like it's not going to do that to us, it might do it to you, Ron. You're swinging at 110 mile an hour on average, right? So your average that you're well above average on that. You're a scratch golfer. Like I'm not. I'm swinging like eight. Seven, eight, nine mile an hour slower than you. Uh, you need to hit the gym, Pete. I won't. Yeah, I won't. Um, I won't see as much of a difference in this new ball. And then, like eighty percent of most amateur golfers swing in between eighty and ninety-five mile an hour, you are going to see no difference in the ball.
2: Yeah, but like yeah, Harrington actually made a good point about this on his Twitter thread. It's it's a long thing to get through, but it is it is worth uh, committing to. Um, like he's talked about the members, um, members clubs, and you know your your casual, you know, weekend player, someone who hits the ball maybe you know two hundred yards, two hundred and twenty, whatever it is. Like they're the they're the quickest players because they know they can't reach the green. The next one, they just go up and hit it again. Yeah. So he because he was saying about um at the Masters at the, the second tee, which I've actually never noticed. Maybe it's just because of the television. But um, there's always a twenty-minute wait on the second tee at the Masters because players are waiting for the green ahead, and it's a blind and, tee shot as and well. And a blind and tee waiting. shot. Yeah, yeah. So like little things like that are, are interesting. Would dialing back the ball for amateurs speed up play? I don't know. Maybe, maybe. But um, it's almost contradictory to roll it back for amateurs because you know amateurs need the distance. A lot of amateurs, you know, don't go to the gym are going to lose distance anyway with age, whereas you know, the pros can kind of keep it up with their training and everything like that. You know, a lot of amateurs sit in a chair Monday to Friday, go and play at the weekend. You know, they're stiffening up week on week. So they need that ball to go that little bit further. Yeah, but you're,
0: we're talking about the most, the li- the most limitations are going to come in if you swing at 120 to 125 mile an hour and you're carrying the ball 317 yards. So they've put upper limits on it. If you're swinging at 90 mile an hour... Ninety-five mile an hour, like you're getting it out there, two twenty, two thirty. Um, it's not going to harm you as yeah, much. It's,
1: yeah, it's, I think it's, it's it's how much they compress the ball at that yeah. at that speed and how much it then springboards off the off the club face. It's yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be negligent differences for for somebody who's hitting the hitting their driver two hundred and ten, two hundred and fifteen yards anyway. You'd ne- is, you'd nearly, nearly hit a seven
2: iron that fair mark. <laughs>
1: But now well, I played I played yesterday. I played yesterday and it was like 1 degrees maybe when I, when I teed off. And so I'm hitting like driver 8 iron to a hole where I'd be hitting driver sandwich easily in the in the middle of the summer. And it didn't it didn't affect my enjoyment of playing golf yesterday in the slightest like. You know so yeah. that's it's effectively it's the difference between winter golf and summer golf here. Yeah. You know that's in how far you hit the ball, and that's that's not gonna that's not gonna drive anybody away from the golf. This this note or notion that, uh you know that people are gonna leave, people aren't gonna be happy playing golf, and they're gonna quit playing the game because cause their ball goes ten percent less. Like that's absolute bullshit. Yeah, no, I'd go along with
0: that. I I think the same. I just I, I wouldn't. Um, yeah, I I just I. <laughs> It's 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 we're a lot we're like we're speculating a lot on a lot of things, but um, like we said, this isn't out yet. It isn't done, but like you can read between the lines on it. But yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm just I'm I'm kind of I'm interested to see. I hope they don't just come out with just the rollback and they say that they're looking at other areas as well. That they like they kind of let the genie out of bottle twenty years ago when they were looking at putters. They should have been looking at balls and driver heads and sizes of heads and stuff like that like that you take a driver now like they've cor limits they've moi like they've limits across everything uh to get a club head conforming and uh with face and and um, deflection and stuff like that and materials so there's already a lot of parameters there but it's not enough and uh, it's definitely not enough in the top end of the game and i want to see professional golfers tested more i want to see more artists in the game like it what a professional golfer is now. Like I think a lot of the guys on tour are just they're fearful of becoming obsolete the younger guys because there is such an emphasis on speed, on distance, that that distance that say someone like a, uh, an Aberg that's just come through now, what will it have like there you know, there are a dime a dozen in the States. Not saying with his talent, but like coming through the collegiate system to hit the ball so far Whereas there's not as many artists coming through into professional golf that work the ball as well, Um, you know, a good all rounder and stuff like that. So it'll be very interesting to see how this pans out. But I'm I'm hoping it's the first of a number of measures to uh, dial things back a bit, keep golf relevant.
1: Distance, distance will still be everybody's important in the Mm. professional game as it as it always has been. I mean, you're still if if you if you're the longest player in the game, you're still gonna have a considerable advantage over shorter hitters. You know, it's the only, the only, the only difference really is that certain golf courses may, well, golf courses that are probably golf courses that are obsolete are still going to be obsolete. Even if you're taking, you know, if they're losing ten or fifteen yards of a drive, that's that's still not going to bring some of the golf courses back. But some of the golf courses that are in existence that are kind of on the verge of verge of being made obsolete. You know that's gonna safeguard them for you know for the next while at least until and look maybe maybe players are gonna come out and they're gonna like maybe your hundred and twenty five mile an hour club head speed is gonna be the norm in five or six years on tour and you're gonna is swinging at one thirty five you know plus like
0: it's a big lead in time to this I think that's where we'll draw the line under it it's a big lead in time to this it's twenty thirty if you believe reports, it'll be confirmed this week for us hackers, and it's 2028 for um, elite golf uh, and professional golf. And it will be really interesting to see, they mightn't do it tomorrow, but like it wouldn't be surprised if they did uh, this week when they release it out, that uh, the R&A and the Masters Committee or something like that do actually say, before 2028 we'll have our own tournament ball, and then that brings in another layer of, of complication that they are actually restricting it further back themselves because they can for those events and I think that was the big problem they had last year that the PGA Tour said listen we'll bring in a modified local rule and we uh, we just won't we won't play with your ball, we'll do our own thing whereas if if it's done in the majors and you've seen guys like Rory he was one of the first one vocally to come out and say if they bring in a ball that is exclusive for the Open and the Masters I will play that ball and I'll give up 15, 10, 15, 20 yards on all of my other tournaments knowing that I'll be better prepared when I go into the Masters and into the Open and into the Majors and stuff. So, um, yeah, it'll be it's a very interesting space. Huge consequences at the top and the bottom of the game for what the RNA are doing. And commercially as well, like Rory did hit the nail on the head about commercial interests and stuff like that. I don't agree with, I think he went a little too far on saying, like, do you really think we play the same stuff as you do? Like, especially when you're taking millions of quid every year to pedal the stuff at us, uh, and claim that we are actually doing the same and hitting the same, and so yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. But it's the first of a long.
2: I always knew we weren't playing the same as my, I Always knew. It. <laughs> the genie's yeah, out now. I think, now, that's I
1: think probably what he's getting at there is the the little little modifications which which he's able to. He's able to request and he's able to get done. I'd imagine yeah. that's not like that's not necessarily across the board. Uh, your, your you're pro v
2: one is different to his, max, Just accept it.
1: <laughs> I don't think you're world number two hundred. Well, I'm talking equipment wise and per se rather than rather than. Um, yeah, well, I'm they're trying to refine drivers. spin
0: windows and get into like you know they they're trying to minutely figure out how they can get two hundred RPMs of spin off this drive because he can hit the same ball three times in a row. Uh, and do it that way. So yeah, that's my new I, yeah, I, I don't I know I know what you mean. You don't think he was going as deep as saying, Listen, the golf ball you're using, it's not in the halfpenny place compared to the rocket ship I'm launching. But uh yeah, it was a bit it was he went a bit too far in that, but yeah, the, Eric Erica needs but, to take the uh take the phone back off and now leave. And that's the first tweet. I think that he's he, personally composed since uh he, he had a go at Elkington.
1: Talking, he's also talking about a player like who obviously has serious pull and serious um like serious weight at the top of the game. I don't think your world number five hundred or six hundred is is going to made and getting them like okay, this is the this driver you've given me doesn't you know, I want I want a new one created that does you know, the, the slightly this more of this yeah. or slightly more. There's a that gram too much of hot
0: melt in there. I need you to take that out on hollow the holiday They say, will you get the boat? Will you after giving you a driver? Come on, jog on, son. Jog on. <laughs>
1: Here, do you know where? Do you know where you go? Across across cross there to the fucking ping truck and see yeah.
0: if. The <laughs> or, yeah, they'll all run them. See go across to the pro shop see. and buy one. But um, no, I think that yeah, we'll draw a line of that till we have official confirmation on it. But uh, yeah, that's it. Is there anything else you want to hit on?
1: Ah uh, well, the the Ram to live rumors still were kind of nearly a week on. I know we recorded the pod last Wednesday, I suppose, but it's Monday recording today, so we have another five another five days five days in the bank. And the rumors are showing no sign of no sign of slowing down. And I then, if if it was if there was nothing to it, Ram would have surely come out and said, "Yeah," said this is a load of bollocks, like he has on several occasions before. Um and Jordan Spieth did can kind of hint to it. He was he was asked about it, and Spieth said words. I'm gonna gonna paraphrase him here now. Um, but he said something like, "Yeah, John's considering uh considering offer. I don't know if he's made any decisions or not. But a couple of people have been talking to him, and they um yeah he's he's considering things. He's you know weighing things up. Um, but Spieth also said that you know well Ram would be a major major loss to the PGA Tour, which is I mean it's I think something we can all we can all agree on anyway. Um but it's not looking good. Yeah. It's not looking good. Depends what side of the fence you're on, I suppose. I think it looks
0: great. I I think if it if it gets them all negotiating, gets them all talking, yeah, fair play. Yeah. Well on.
2: I think he'll go to be honest. I think Ram I've always had this feeling that he's a chip on his shoulder and he's a man who likes to be loved and he doesn't I don't think he'll ever get in on the whole target woods, Justin Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Love Triangle, that kind of loving. But, like, he's got, hu- he's got huge ties, obviously, with Sergio Garcia and uh, Phil. Phil Mickelson going back to when he was in college. Like, so, you know, there is a little triangle. He can, you know, get his pat on the back in and say, how great are you, John? So, I would be shocked if he doesn't go to live in the next two weeks.
0: Yeah. No, it's this week it's meant to happen. So, yeah, let's see. We'll be the judge of it. It's an interesting week for me. I'm actually, I'm off to South Carolina tomorrow tomorrow. Uh, for uh and going to a golf ball plant <laughs> i'd say like <laughs> tailor these Taylor-maid. are all useless lads <laughs> Taylor mates yeah have uh, in their wisdom um so going as the last of the sort of equipment press trips going across to their uh, own golf ball plant in south carolina in liberty and uh, yeah going through all their products for next year and an interesting time for them to invite uh Probably a hundred of the world's golf equipment media to a ball plant the week that the golf ball is going to be rolled back. I'd say they're running around panicking at this stage. They've plane loads of lads coming from everywhere tomorrow, just going what well, the your hell? Words, your
1: words on this. Your invite
2: must Go be in on. the post, Mark, is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope they don't listen well,
0: they to this podcast. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'll be asking about straight. Yeah, what, what, what's what's going on? What 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 are your plans yeah. for this? Do you have any uh, Do you have any rollback balls you can borrow? I can borrow off you.
1: You'd find yourself involved in a plant accident over
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be interesting to see. But um, no, I think that's it. Like I don't know, like anything else you want to cover on before we get into heroes and villains? No, no. I don't
1: no, think I think, so. we, I think we have the world the world all put the rights here again. The world
0: all put the rights right. <laughs> heroes. I'm gonna go first with my heroes. It's Harrington for the common sense approach. I've two of them, and Maddie Fitz for ratting out Colin. They're my definitely my heroes.
1: Yeah, well I had I had Feds down as well. It's like <laughs> I'm not I'm, I'm not rolling with the snitches get stitches on here fair play to him. <laughs> um Ronan.
2: Uh my hero is John Murphy. John Murphy, come yeah, on. He, Min Wu Lee best buddy like. I've the seen them are on, out on drinking the piss, on Twitter yeah. I've seen. Them. <laughs> <laughs> need to find out how they got to become friends like need to get him on the pod just to talk with Min Wu Lee for a full hour. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we get Min Wu on, get the two yeah. of them
2: on. <laughs> And uh, my villain is Erling Haaland You can't and his do father. a yeah, football Yeah I can
0: Yeah can. There's I can't no, There's no Listen, golfing
2: villains On the team. I will not
0: though. have a bad word Said about Alfinger Haaland
2: Roy Keane should have Finished the job When he had the chance No David go Wetherill did Go for the did. crotch go David for the Wetherill crotch. did
0: <laughs> Go on go on Why do you want to pick Alfinger Haaland He's a loser isn't he <laughs> <laughs> Stop You can't say that
2: <laughs> Comment on your son's tweet Get over it like.
1: Right Do you have any villains Mark the villain is every single professional golfer who's fucked their toys out of the pram this week and start moaning about the about the rollback the, and the the fact and the fact that some of them are trying to say is oh no they're now concerned about the you know about the effect it's going to have on the average golfer the club golfer oh, as, as if they like, care oh. yeah, they, don't, they don't care <laughs> <laughs> if, that, if that if that was your issue then bifurcation you'd have been all for it a few months ago but you fucked your toys out of the pram again then yeah. so tough. Shit,
0: Yeah, no, I have no sympathy for them all. I, I'd agree with you, now. I did have, like, I'd singled out Keegan Bradley for his rants and stuff like that uh, and things, but no, I'd tear them all with the one brush, you know. In fairness to Rory, Harrington, um, Tiger, there's, one of the, there's, there's very few players coming out and actually backing this and saying, like, give the governing bodies a go, and a lot of pros are getting quite nasty with their approach to this saying oh yeah you govern the, am- the amateur game like keep your mitts out of what we're doing And because there's so much at stake and I understand that but like yeah Pro Golf is carving itself up at the top level and it's not a pretty watch at the minute but they'll get theirs they'll get theirs I think that's Amen. it I think that's it but um again thanks to Concept Golf for sponsoring the podcast for this month Uh, Visit conceptgolf.ie to get vouchers for Christmas, you can get denominations starting from like 25 quid, 50 quid on their thing and the vouchers can be used on anything for lessons, for trackman, for custom fits on all the new equipment, we'll be doing all our testing with Concept Golf next year again as we did this year so um, he will have a lot of the products there early as well that you can get down and get booked in and test. So visit conceptgolf.ie. And um, yeah, outside that, cheers for everyone from tuning in. Cheers to Mark and Ronan for uh, giving up the time again this week. And yeah, I'm off to the States. I'll be back next Monday to record anyway again. So you won't, I won't go missing like I did last month. So right, go on. I'll chat to you soon. Thanks for tuning in. Bye.